Hello, and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond, and I'm glad you're listening today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through this Victory Briefing. This Victory Briefing contains a lot of Scripture references, so you'll probably want to get ready to take some notes and follow along with your Bible, I want to remind you to uh, go to the website and download the notes. There's links at the bottom of the page for this victory briefing. This is VB092. The scripture teaches us that when the Holy Spirit comes, he brings spiritual fire. The Bible says that when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we're baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire according to Matthew 3.11 and Luke 3.16. And if we're going to be on fire for Jesus and keep on burning for him for years to come, we need to continually experience the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He adds the fuel that we need to maintain our spiritual fire. We've been looking at the keys to living on fire for Jesus fuels that we must add to our heart if we're going to stay on fire as we run our earthly race. We've studied the fuel of the Word of God and the fuel of prayer. Now we're looking at the third key, which is adding the fuel of the Holy Spirit to our spiritual flame. The Holy Spirit is not just fuel for the fire. The Scriptures teach us that He is fire. The first time He's mentioned in the book of Acts He shows up like a flame of fire. If you want to be on fire for Jesus, you have to have the Holy Spirit manifesting in your life. We've seen that the words stir up in 2 Timothy 1.6 basically means do whatever you have to do to put life back into your fire again. These words in 2 Timothy are for us today. Paul wrote them to Timothy by inspiration of the Holy Spirit because Timothy was going through a rough time, and his fire was burning low. Serious problems were distracting him from his calling. And Paul told him, Timothy, there's something that you can do about this. Paul didn't tell him to go to a revival meeting for help. There's nothing wrong with that at times. It's it's a good thing to do. But here Paul said that this is something that Timothy can do for himself. Timothy had to stoke the fire in his own heart he could add the right fuels to his flame to stir it back to life. This is true for you today. You can bring life back to your spiritual fire if you'll intentionally keep adding the right fuels and if you'll continually stir up the gift of God that's inside of you. The early church depended upon the power of the Holy Spirit to do the work of the ministry and and to fulfill their commission. Because they understood this so completely, They preached the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and they were able to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, and cast out demons, according to Matthew 10, 7, and 8. And they had the power to witness to the ends of the earth, according to Acts 1, 8. Darkness was driven back, and the church was on fire for Jesus because they had the fire of the Holy Spirit. Without being filled with the Spirit, it's impossible to live in God's will. I pray for zombie Christians to be stirred up and on fire for Jesus when he returns. 
It's God's will for us to be filled with the Spirit. I have seven scriptures listed here about being filled with the Spirit. It's a command. Luke one fifteen, Acts 2, verse 4, and Acts 9, 17. Ephesians 3, 19. Ephesians 5, 18. Colossians 1, 9. And Colossians 2, verse 10. And here are seven scriptures that talk about somebody being full of the Holy Spirit in order to minister. Luke 4, 1. Luke 10, 21. John 6, 63. Acts 6, verse 3 and 5. Acts seven fifty five, Acts eleven twenty four, And 1 Thessalonians 1, 5. Now I know I said those scriptures kind of fast, so if you want to study along, you have to go to the website and look at the transcript of this podcast and pick up the notes there. Now, some churches today believe in the manifestation of the Spirit, but they don't see much of it in their church because they don't make room for it. Other churches believe in the supernatural activity of the Holy Spirit. They believe that it ended when the original apostles died. They believe in the work of the Holy Spirit to convict a sinner of his sin and leading to salvation, but after that, Their unbelief quenches the spirit. They may never experience the ongoing power of God. God wants to give you a fresh supply. You can't operate on what you had a long time ago. It's like having a dead battery or a car that's out of gas. We need to be refilled all the time. When you're seriously seeking God for a refilling of his spirit, he'll make sure you have it. Now, with the Holy Spirit, there's a movement and a power. In a previous podcast, VB091, we saw that the book of Acts was a pattern book, but the whole Bible contains patterns for us to study, including the way the Holy Spirit moves. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the beginning of the Bible, it says, In the beginning God created heavens and the earth, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Because this is the first mention of the Holy Spirit in Scripture, it sets a precedence about the Holy Spirit that we need to know. In verse 2, we see the Holy Spirit is moving. And when you study the whole Scripture, you'll find that when the Holy Spirit comes on the scene, He's always moving. And when he moves, something supernatural always happens. From reading and studying the Bible, we can discover that the Holy Spirit is not silent and motionless. He moves. He speaks. He empowers. He moves upon people and circumstances, and they are changed. We also see this in the life of Jesus. In fact, from Jesus' very conception, the Bible tells us that angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and said, You will conceive in your womb and bear a son. Well, Mary responds, How will this be, since I am a virgin? Verse 34. The angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Gabriel said, in effect, The Holy Spirit is going to move upon you, and power from on high will be released. Of course, we know that the angel was speaking of the virgin birth of Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. 
The angel finished by saying, Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God, according to verse 35. Now, the Holy Spirit is always moving. He moved upon Mary. She supernaturally conceived Jesus in her womb. And years later, when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, we see the Holy Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Matthew 3, verse 16, in the King James Version, tells us, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. The Holy Spirit moved on Jesus, and because he did, Jesus was empowered to begin three years of supernatural ministry. Let's look at it in uh, Acts 1 verse 8, where Jesus said to the disciples, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be witnesses to me. Jesus was prophesying a move of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that when the Holy Ghost came upon them, they would be changed. Now the word power here in this verse is the Greek word dunamis, and it describes explosive power. It's the Greek word that describes the force of an advancing army. Jesus was prophesying that when the Spirit moves upon you, Power is going to be released in you. It'll be like a force of God marching through you to advance his kingdom upon the world. The power of the Holy Spirit is a moving power. It's a forceful, explosive power. We see that on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit moved into that upper room, and fire literally appeared in that place, and their hearts were set on fire for Jesus. They felt his presence and saw his fire, and they were empowered. Acts 2, verse 43 tells us, Many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. We saw several other references in the last lesson about the acts of the Holy Spirit through the disciples. It's not theory. It's not just teaching. He wants you to experience him in your life. He wants you to take part in the divine activity of the kingdom here on earth through the power of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's awesome because he is awesome. Praise Jesus. Thanks for listening today. I'd like to know where you're from. If you go to the website and click on the blue mailbag button, send me a note, a testimony, or a prayer request, I'd be grateful for it, and we'll pray for you. Until next time, God bless you and stay in the Word. In Jesus' name. I hope you are subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net.